Hey man, how was your week, bro? Saturday. <laughs> this is how we start every podcast. Um, <laughs> my week was good, bro. Um, very busy, but busy is good. Um, I'm the events of, of I'm the events officer for the exa- for the Islamic Society at Cambridge. So this week we've organised a program of events called Explore Islam Week, um, and essentially we've organised events um, to to introduce and deconstruct aspects of the Islamic faith for non-Muslim members of Cambridge. We organised like an uh, event about the environment. We organised an event about the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. We organised an event about the role of notable women in Islamic history. Um, and we've got an open mic night tomorrow. Mm. Sadadin and I <laughs> will be performing. So um, we'll give you an update about that next, <laughs> next episode. Um, but yeah, mad busy, bro. Mad busy. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, man, this week's been interesting. Um, I've been trying to hone this strategy I have in lectures. So in lectures, I always try and sit at the front. And my, my rationale is, is if I was to go to any concert or basketball game or whatever, the most expensive seats are always right at the front. And that's for a reason, right? That's when you get most of the action. Mm. That's when you get what you're paying for. So when I go into lectures, I'm like, hold on, why would I sit at the back if I got a choice and I can sit at the front where I'm getting right exactly what I'm paying for, my 9K plus worth. (laughs) And yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, let me sit at the front. And I found it it quite beneficial. You're like very exposed into all the... For me, I find I I remember all the lectures I've been to if I sit at the front. If I sit at the back, then it's kind of like I'm just a passenger, so... Do you find find yourself not getting as distracted? Yeah, man, because the thing is, when you sit at the back, you can see what everyone's doing on the laptop, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. staring at hella back of people's heads, <laughs> people sleeping and all of that. But when I'm sitting at the front, it's like all I'm seeing is is the show, isn't it? Like the show is HD. going on in yeah, front yeah. of me. That's HD, it. get me 4K. So when yeah, you see people on Facebook as well, you're like, yeah, oh, if, it's, if yeah. people are on Facebook, you know it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can yeah. be in your own world. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I try, I try to implement that. So man. you're like, a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to encourage my friends. Uh, to like also sit at the front, innit? Because I'm just like, fam, why are you sitting at the back? There's no point. Tough, fam. It doesn't make sense. But the worst one is when you come late to lectures. I know yeah, 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 I can't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, nah, nah. When, when I'm late, I. I you got to take the L. Yeah, 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 yeah. It depends how late I am, though. If I'm like only a couple minutes late, then I'll just walk to the front, innit? But if I'm hella late, then it's like, listen, let me just, let me just kick you. You know what I've always one. been interested in? This is kind of a mad tangent, yeah? But how late do you have to be for you not to go to a lecture? You know what I mean? I feel like that's mm. a very individual oh. question. Like, some people are cool with coming half an hour in. Yeah. For me, that's I can't really no, see no, myself doing that. Yeah. Five, I'll, ten minutes. I'll go, I'll go half an hour in, man. Really? Yeah, 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 but I'll you come half. to events half an hour <laughs> in. You're just, that's just but you, what's bro. The point? If you're coming half an hour in, you're not even going to clock what the lecturer is talking about. Then you, there's always the time. Do you know what it is? For me, yeah, they do it in sections. Mm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Forget the other sections. I'll write them off. I'll just focus. I'll just pretend that like this is the se- the section from the when they start from. I'm okay, on it. Okay. I'm on. I'm on the ball. And more time for me. The way I go. The way I look at lectures is just like you. You lot aren't teaching me nothing in it. You anything I get from you is a bonus. The real work <laughs> is when I, I go and read you. the no, book. I feel him. I feel him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so real, you man. like if I happen to get uh, cool. If I happen to get something cool, that's nice. It just means that when I read something, I'm not going in dry. Forget. Do, do you know the best ones though? The best ones is when you got like a nine a.m. lecture. 
and you wake up at 9am you're like there's no way I'm going to make it no I just go back to sleep yeah. <laughs> 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 when you don't have the choice in it yeah. when you have a choice when it's like 8.45 yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> love it man <laughs> now you have to start weighing things yeah, up yeah, yeah. calculating distances oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> when it's like 9 or 10 it's like perfect bro it's cool go back it's done for me it's all good right this one but yeah, we got a very special individual in the room. Oh, very man. special. Would you, like to, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, so my name is Sufyan. I'm a fourth year medic at Cambridge. Uh, yeah, from Northwest London, originally from Jordan. Cool. Yeah, man. How was your week, Sufyan? It's not too bad, bro. Not too bad. I was in placement in hospital in Kings Lynn. I mean, not many people probably know what that is, but that's like near Norwich. So it's like northeast from here. I was there. I'm, so I'm on the endocrinology ward, so mostly like diabetic patients and stuff. So yeah, seeing those guys, and then came back this fr- came back yesterday actually, and today I had this thing called like clinical communication skills mm. at Cambridge. So it's like you go in, yeah, and you have like an actor who's like professionally trained, and then they act out like a specific scenario for you, and you have to deal with the scenario as if it's real, and then obviously they give you pointers like what to say, things to do. So like the pr- the whole scenario today was breaking bad news to patients. Mm. And that's probably the hardest one we've had so far because we've had like talking to elderly, like starting starting off like giving taking history and stuff, but breaking bad news is tough, bro. Because like like I was telling you before, you have to watch every single word you say. You can't mm. you can't deviate, man. Mm. And you got to be real with them as well because mm. like you can't tell a patient, yeah, you got this you got this condition, but it's not that serious. Even if it's, if it's that mm. deep, then you got to tell them it's, yeah. it's, it's not good because mm. otherwise they get the start, expectations go high. Mm. And then if something bad happens, then they'll come to you and be like, yo, what are you saying, fam? You told me, you told me I'm all right, I'm going to be good. <laughs> you just seen him from my point, like, it was him, he told yeah, me. You can't, you can't do that. And plus, if I, I put myself in that situation, I'm like, if, if it was me, yeah. I would want people to tell me straight away. Yeah, for yeah. But then some people are not like that, you know? They want to be direct. They don't want you to be direct. I, I want them to be direct with okay, me. Okay, okay. But a lot of people are not like that. Mm. A lot of people want you to be like, to come in smoothly with it. Yeah, sure. Like, for me, I want you to tell me the statistics, bro. How long I got left. <laughs> Everything. Because like, if I have like three, four months left and you don't tell me, I'm done. Because yeah. I want to know. I want to plan my life. Yeah. Yeah. But some people are not like that. Some people want to just want it like smoothly bro. Yeah. What, was like, what was the way, what was one thing you learned in terms of how to deliver bad news? What was a skill? What words to avoid? Just watch like? every single word you say. Like, believe. Don't say believe. Mm. Like, don't say, I believe. We believe you might have this or yeah. we think you might have this. Yeah. Now, we know from your from your results, we know that you have X, Y, Z. Fian, man, let's, let's start at the start. So more, what, are some, what are some early memories that come to mind about yourself? Man? You can break my life up into like six quarters, basically. So six years in Jordan, six years primary, six years secondary, and now six years, hopefully, uni. So the first six years, I was born in Jordan. And obviously I was quite young, so there's not much I can remember from there, but I still have like certain recollections of things. But I can say like the thing I remember the most without question is my granddad. Mm. So my granddad, like when I was young, probably the biggest impact on my life when I was young, because I, I was the first grandchild there. Yeah, so obviously I was a bit sport. <laughs> but um, so my dad was in the UK at the time and my mum was working. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. I come back from school, chill out my grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Long. And obviously I had like a really close relationship with him. He passed away last year, I can just make that up for him, but mm-hmm. he was just an unbelievable character, man. Like just an unbelievable man. Like just a bit of context of mm. the of the of the guy before I was talking to him. We'll talk about him. He's so he's the oldest of the family. And you know how he's probably similar to them, mm. like the eldest of the family, not just the oldest of his brothers, the oldest amongst his cousins as well. Mm. So he's the head of the family. Mm. You know, when when people have a problem, they go to him to sort it out. And to, to fit that role, you have to be a politician. And you gotta have like a strong character as well. Like it's not easy to mm. sort out problems between people, especially if they're both related to you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So number one, you gotta be a politician mm. for that. But you gotta have a strong character as well. You know what I mean? You gotta stand for what you think is true. And he mm. was just an honest guy. Do you know what I mean? Like 
just the most honest human being. Like everyone knew he was. He would tell you straight. Like he wouldn't be around the bush. He was honest with you. And I've, I can I can honestly tell you, I've never in my life heard him talk about anyone behind their back ever. And that's a hard thing if you deep it, yeah. Because like mm-hmm. you're sitting, you're sitting down with your guys, you just talk about something. Some guy's name pops up in conversation. It's easy to get like drifted and start talking about people. But I've, in my life, I've never heard him talk about anyone behind their back. Oh. That's a mad feature when you think about it. That's something. That's something I admire about him. Mm. Another, like, another thing is like, despite having that strong side, at the same time he was like the kindest, most gentle person I have ever met in my life. Like, some, like all the kids would love him. Everyone, everyone loved to be around. Everyone loved to talk to him. And that's not easy to have. It's not easy to balance those two skills together. Do you know what I mean? You don't meet many people that are like that. How you, did he do that, man? It's, like, it's probably experience, though, man. Yeah, it's probably experience because like you like. Where he grew up in Jordan is not—it's not—it's not easy. Of course, it's quite tough. Like, you're t- so it wasn't—he didn't have many of the privileges that we had. So you had to adapt. You know what I mean? You had to learn how to deal with those difficult situations. But at the same time, I don't know how he managed to do it. But he managed to keep that soft side at the same time, mm. which is really rare. Like that's something I wish I have. Like to be able to deal with those really difficult situations. But at the same time, everyone's just just so like easy around you do you know what mm. I mean everyone is so happy to be around you and everyone like feels at ease when they're around you crazy. bro I had a lecture on 1967 man it's like, that's a crazy war yeah, yeah, yeah. that bro, was a crazy war <laughs> it's mad because if you think he was telling me stories about how so they had no there was no protection in the sky yeah. for them yeah, yeah yeah so they were on the floor and there were f- planes above them just hitting them down with bullets yeah and you just had and it was every man for himself just got to deal with that situation and I'm thinking like if you caught a bullet mm then where would you be? Where would I be in it? Like yeah, my, the trajectory yeah, yeah. of my life would be completely different. Yeah. And it's mad, man. Like that, that, at that time, my dad probably wasn't even born. Hmm. So even he, he didn't. He wasn't old enough to to hear those stories. Yeah. But yeah, man. So those war stories are interesting, man. Nah, very interesting. And I feel, I feel like a generation because people in our country, like the UK, the the, the most recent big war in the UK was probably the Second World War, if we're being honest. If not the Falklands yeah, War. Yeah, yeah. And that generation is gonna not be here soon so the kind of the experience of war in the uk context mm. is going to be forgotten somewhat unless mm. people study their history yeah for sure and the experience of war as you've mentioned is very powerful in terms of shaping your character mm. and um building that sense of resilience do you do you think that's important like to, to retain the knowledge of previous war would that help you from avoiding f- future war or do you, does it not matter? I think it does Definitely. to an extent because war is like hell on earth. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you, hell on earth, you know what I mean? Like if you, based off documentaries, based off my own research into a military history and war, you do not want to be involved in anything. It's not a nice place to be, It's man. not a nice place to be at all, man. Like that's transformational to say the least. Um, but you know what an interesting question is? Hmm. I was having a conversation with my friend um, when I was in secondary school about whether it's important for ethnic minorities or for people of South Asian or African descent to or Middle Eastern descent to know that their ancestors fought for the British in World War One and World War Two. Mm. Like, do you think if more British people knew that our ancestors fought in World War One, World War Two, that there would be less racism? He was like, bro, they don't care about that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if, oh, I don't care if a million <laughs> Indian people fought in World War One. I'm still gonna, you know what I mean? Like people aren't really going to change your, your friend where was he from uh, so he's from somalia but he said that racist people will not care about that 
that know that piece of fact. You know what I mean? Mm. That's probably true, but like there's lay people, there's normal people yeah, that yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. that fact that yeah, probably yeah. will affect the way they think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that thing, you know, 1917, the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, they had like a Sikh character and some guy came out on BBC and yeah. was like, oh, they're just doing this to. Oh, yeah. to a tokenism to, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then some guy came out and was like, bro, like two, three million Indian people fought in World War II. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. If it, wasn't for those, if it wasn't for those guys, you wouldn't even have your freedom, bro. Nah, fully, yeah. fully. And I think, yeah, it's definitely un- underrepresented for sure no, or not sure. taught about enough. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it as well. Like teaching about war, I think it's important. Yeah, 100%. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I knew about it from a young age because yeah. like, and I think it, it allows you to appreciate stability a lot more. Yeah, yeah that's I think one. that's why it's really important as well. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. It shapes, and like, I'm pretty sure it, it actually most definitely shaped his character. Yeah. And the way he started to see things after, after yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. I think another another thing is like, to really judge the character of a man, go to his funeral mm. and see what his funeral was like. Because w- at, at the funeral, there's no one that's acting up. No one's going there to try and impress that person. That person's not there anymore. Mm. So at his funeral, like literally thousands of people turned up, bro. Like th- to your granddad's funeral? Yeah, yeah. Like because th- he knew so many people and he was so loved within the community. And it was genuine love. Like it wasn't just, it wasn't, it wasn't fake love. It was mm. genuine because of the honest and p- pure man that he was. You have thousands of people turning up to his funeral. And obviously you're sad that he's passing, but you're happy that he's lived the type of life that he's lived. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure he was content. I'm confident he was content with the life that he lived before he passed away. Mm. So obviously that's, that makes me happy. Obviously I'm sad that he's gone, but knowing the life that he lived, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of the life that he lived. And I can honestly say if I can be half the man that he was, I'll be content as well. It's amazing, man. No, it's Thank you for sharing man. that. Yeah. Yeah. I Think love the way that he's kind of structured it for us. So let's, yeah, let's, let's move on. Six, 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 let's move on next to the next six. six. Next on, six. <laughs> so the first six years, I don't know. Uh, so the transition from the yeah, first six yeah, to the yeah, second yeah, yeah. six. So I was in sc- I was in, sc- in school in Jordan for like two years. Yeah. Just like elementary school and stuff. And I pick, I could like tell you the alphabet before I came to the UK. That's pretty much it. I didn't know English when I came to the UK. But English wasn't a problem though. Because kids pick up language like yeah, that. Yeah. Kids pick up language so quick. So I thought I was fluent in English within like two weeks. I felt <laughs> like I knew everything. <laughs> but obviously, I, to be honest, I'm not really sure how I transitioned in. Like I have one of my guys, one of my guys tells a story, but I, I think it's just waffling. But the f- apparently the first day that I was in, he's an Algerian guy. So they're like, hey, who here speaks Arabic? Oh, you, you're Algerian. Come in. Oh, sorry. Come in, come, come, come speak with this guy. Translate. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I remember people in my like, school that needed, you, that needed the, the Algerian guy for you, bro. They're like, yeah, chat, what's he saying? <laughs> <laughs> they just found the first Arab guy. Like, yeah, you come. All right, deep this, he didn't even speak Arabic, though. <laughs> he just knows, like, so he comes. And according to him, yeah, according to him, I bit him on the first day. I'm like, nah, this guy's like, And he's convinced that that happened. I'm like, bro, I don't even remember this. Like, so I you bit him. <laughs> apparently, apparently he said something that I bit him. I was like, nah, I don't think that's true, man. But I think I settled in quite quick, mainly because of um, where did you settle in? Where, where so it was Northwest, so Northwest London, uh, with primary school. Did, did you ever move primary school? Did you stay at the same primary school? Nah, I had a very like same primary school, same yeah, secondary school. Yeah, 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 same, same. That's it, man. Yeah, I, but coming to uni is the only time where I'm some where I've entered a place where I knew nobody. Okay. Um, what yeah, about you? Same. I moved primary school in year two because we moved house. So I moved primary. I remember telling everyone in year two, yeah, don't watch. I'll be back soon. <laughs> I see that. That's it. I'll be like, yeah, light work. But I'll be I'm back. Sign my, sign my shirt. Sign my shirt. Sign my shirt was the one, man. Bro, and I remember moving on some random day. It wasn't even like end of the term. It was like a, it was like a Tuesday or Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I remember I made up a random number that I'd be back in like 13 days. 
Don't watch, man. Hot, but keep it warm for me, yeah? <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember going and I, I, I still convinced myself, like, I'll be back soon. It's normal, normal. And I moved into this new school. Which, do you know what's the funny thing? It's only up the road, yeah? <laughs> it's only up the road. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember moving in. It was it was funny because the school I went to, I used to think, yeah, that's a proper school. Like, all my peoples are there. So I went in thinking, yeah, these lot, these lot don't know nothing, <laughs> man. Let me show you the ropes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really interesting moving. But it's like going from year two to, to year two in another school up the road. What, what was high school like for you, bro? Bro, secondary school, best time of my life, bro. <laughs> like, you guys know, bro, the banter in secondary school will never be topped ever, bro. Those laughs that you have Wednesday afternoon, science lesson with a supply teacher. That's <laughs> it. With it's a peak, bro. It's peak. Nah. The, like, the, the funniest ones is when like, the supply teacher comes in and they think they can tame the classroom. I'm like, bro, just no, 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 no levels, no levels, man. Yeah, but just the banter in secondary school was just immense. And I think, like, early on in secondary school, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say I was malicious or naughty or stuff, but just you know, your normal misbehaved kid, you know, yeah. fights here and there, just like messing around in class. Because I, I, I understood that it wasn't important. Mm. I understood that, you know, you're eight, you're, you're seven, you're, like teachers would say, yeah, you got you to yeah. listen in class, otherwise you ain't getting unit. Like, you're waffling, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you're that waffling. It's not, I, I think I clocked onto that very early. Like, we used to have this ICT thing, yeah? I don't know if you guys had it, like in year seven, it was called Dida. It wasn't even like, was just some next qualification <laughs> and she used to fully with her, she used to stand in front of the class and say you need this to get into university bro. and all the other idiots in the class were like yeah say no more bro. <laughs> but I clocked early on that's just waffle so early on I was just like nah bro, not that is sick that's so strategic I love that kind of thinking like you just immediately know what is worth mashing work for what is it? I could just imagine you off the list and be like by the way guys she's waffling she's waffling you have these people that in primary school bang out work like in primary yeah, school yeah, yeah. bang out work <laughs> everything, Wait, homework, case, everything homework everything and then and when it gets to the real exams they're like nah bro I'm not doing it anymore like you're worn out you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're burnt out by the time you get there yeah, that's it. did you have any mad like supply teachers yeah man supply teachers was the one every school had well, I remember I had, I had one supply teacher that came in yeah this guy had the most admirable energy imagine he's only there for one day yeah <laughs> this guy tries to rearrange everything he's like alright guys. Like, right, guys but like he's a very nice man he's like alright guys from now on we're gonna use this cupboard to put all our books yeah <laughs> Bro, and I'm like, bro, this guy, no, he's only here for one day. He came out of it. But the thing is, it was so sick. I bought into the system. I was like, yeah, he's like, okay, we're going to use our books. So make sure when you come in here, you put your books there in future. And we're going to do this. In the beginning of every class, we're going to do, we started a whole system. But I was like, bro, this guy's only here for one day. But he came out of a mad system. S so, some of them, some of them are on it though. Because like 99% yeah, yeah. of supply teachers are not about that life. Yeah. But you get that one or two supply teachers that you're like, you're messing about in class and then they flip and you're like, oh shit, this guy, <laughs> did, this did, you, did you have like those supply, they're teachers that kind of just fill in whenever Yeah, that one teacher. One of my favourite teachers in school nah, was, was one of those guys. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that guy, man. He'd always keep us behind, <laughs> behind class because he was an Arab guy. He'd always keep us behind class. Like, he's like, how are you, how are you not going to get married? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't listen, he'd be like, he'd be like, you can't go up to be like this. You have to, you have to fix up your parents on the And we were like, we were like 14, we were like, oh, chill, man, it's still like this. That is hilarious. Just keep us behind. That's the carrot, he's dangling at a 14 year old. How are you going to get married? That's bro, but that's a father figure, isn't it? Like, yeah. but when he was taught, that's probably how it was like. Because yeah. a teacher, like my dad was telling me, teacher back then, it's not just a teacher. A teacher yeah, is like yeah, a father yeah. figure, bro. Yeah. Like you can't chat to a teacher. That's yeah. that's a high rank in society. That's, that's not the case anymore. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I'm ashamed to say it, but like I was one of those guys. Nah, it's it's, it's got to live the life, man. <laughs> got to live the life. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm getting that image of like a very strategic thinker, man. Even at like 15, <laughs> you know when to work hard. You know when to not work hard. You're almost like mapping out the potential routes. Like, right, we'll cross football off. What can I do? Education. Like, I remember that summer holiday. <laughs> that summer holiday before exam started. 
I was playing for like three football teams in the summer. I was like, let's make or break down, man. If, if one don't sign me, the other two will. I'm gonna <laughs> sign up to everyone. It's not happening. It's not happening. But yeah, yeah, you gotta play it strategically as well. Like a lot of the teachers were surprised when I started doing well in school. Yeah. Because like my form tutor knew that I was good at school because she'd see me all the time. But a lot of other teachers thought I just wasn't about it. When I started getting results, like I remember my biology teacher used to hate me, fam. She used to hate me. One time I got like the highest in the class. And she sent me out for some other <laughs> some other reason, but besides the point. And she used to tell the other people in the class, like, make sure you get higher than them next time. No! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh, see that you there? You see him, make yeah? Sure and make sure everyone smokes. So she flopped though, because that's obviously. Nah, that would have gassed me up differently. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Oh, that that would have gassed So, man. yeah, exactly. So after that, I was like, nah, nah say no more. Yeah, that's just like that. Yeah, <laughs> say no more. That's so behind against the wall, say no more. I love that. Yeah, but to be honest, it's nice being an underdog as well. Nah, yeah. definitely, man. I think I carried that with me in university as well. I'm not going to lie. Like, no, I think that, that pushed me to work in university. Just coming here. Uh, it can have it can have two effects on you. Yeah? Coming to coming to Cambridge especially mm. and seeing just the level was just elevated. Everyone here is just incredibly intelligent. So it can have it can have two effects on you. You can either put you down and you're gonna be like, there's no point of me working, mm. or you can be like, all right, cool. So let's just see how far we can go with this, you know mm. what I mean? I think that's that's <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, all right. This, it's obviously gonna be tough, it's not gonna be easy, but let's just see how far we can take this. And I think that's that's what pushed me in uni as well. That's proper, man. What are the elite caliber traits that you want to try and work and, and build on as your career develops as a doctor, as a human being, as Sufyan? What I said initially with, um, so like I said, he's a role model, someone I look up to. So yeah. I look at him and be like, what, what, what stuff does he have that I don't have? Mm. So that quality of being able to handle difficult situations, but at the same time being someone who's, who, who people feel very, very comfortable around is mm. something that I like to cultivate as well. So I, I feel I feel like I'm not trying to gas myself up, but I feel like people are comfortable around me. But sometimes in such certain situations, I might ha I might handle it in a way that I would like it to be handled, mm. not taking into account how that person would like the situation to be handled. Yeah. It comes a lot in medicine as well. Yeah. Like for example, we're talking about breaking bad news. I want it to be broken the way I, uh, yeah. for me, the way I see the optimal way of doing it is the way that I prefer it. But then yeah. sometimes you have to take a step back and be like, okay, this is a different person. He might mm. he might want something different. It's, it's interesting because that's like kind of the downside of the way. The, the way you think which is the way I'm getting is like you're just very strategic it's almost you're t almost too logical for other people you're like well obviously this is the best way to go yeah, about yeah, doing yeah. things like why would it why how could there even be an alternative the other day um a couple of me and a couple of friends in, in my college we had to like resolve it resolve an issue between the three of us to do with like uh, authorities in the college or whatever and then we were like, okay, how are we going to go about doing this? I was like, fam, this is very straight. In my mind, it's very straightforward. It's like, yeah, it's just a basic conversation. I'll just go downstairs um, and chat to whoever I need to chat to. It's a simple convo. It's not that deep. And then my friend of mine, he was like, listen, bro, like that's how you think of it, isn't it? But there's other people involved. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even if you are right, you need to make sure, one, everyone's just aware of what you're doing because like, you don't know the ramifications it can have. And two, when you let other people know what you're about to do, you can just... You, you, there's a benefit that they can contribute to what you're about to do that you would never have thought of for because sure. for you it's so obvious like you being me and I was like oh you're right man because even though for me it remained like yeah this is a very like easy mundane thing there's still aspects of what I was about to do that I would never have considered if I didn't run it past other people but you learned that with uni as well I think yeah. or just I think it's just part of growing up yeah it's not even uni I think it's just growing up becoming more mature becoming more aware of things just no. starting to appreciate different viewpoints. Like I can, I, when I was uh, in secondary school, I was probably really stubborn. Mm. Like I thought my way or it's probably wrong. No but yeah, man. coming here, 
I think as well it's dealing with people who are extremely intelligent and mm. you're like okay this guy is obviously a very intelligent guy if he has a different viewpoint to me mm. that doesn't necessarily mean he's wrong I just have to take a step back and appreciate where he's coming from because I'm a, and another thing as well is I've learned how to say alright cool I'm wrong mm. like before I was, I would be like I'll keep arguing even like mid-argument I was like oh no this guy might be right I'll just <laughs> keep, keep arguing now I don't I have no problem saying oh you know what like so sometimes mid-conversation I'm like you know what yeah you convinced me you're right so yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the eldest one time it's not that deep like, there's nothing wrong with it 100% there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that it. at all nah, man. Yeah, man. that's so true and then me and Saddadeen always say like every person you meet knows something that you don't yes. you know what I mean and you should always walk into a conversation with that mindset because it kind of reduces the ego that many of us have um, yeah man yeah bro one way we like to end the bring the conversation towards the end is to ask like what does success look like for Sophia and what kind of things do you want to be doing more of in the future man so ultimately relationship to God is number one mm -hmm. that's above everything what you do in this life doesn't mean anything as long as you don't have a strong relationship to God that's the way I see things so so the way I I remember some guy telling me he's like a successful man went to went to a monk or something and they asked him how do you become successful and the guy was like write a list of the top five most important things in your life and the guy's like alright cool I wrote them and then he's like write a list of the next 20 things that's most important so he has a list of 25 things and then so the, the wise man tells him Oh, what do you think you're going to do with this list now? And he's like, oh, that's easy. I'll, I'll put most of my effort into the top five and then I'll put some of my effort into the next 20. And the guy's like, no, you cross out the 20 and you put all your effort into the top five because if they didn't make it into the top five, then it's not worth you putting your time into. So number one, and will always be number one, is relationship with God. You, that, that will always be number one. Number two, family. Like Family is like the most important thing in this world to, to me. So like making sure my mum and dad are healthy, making sure they have everything they need making sure my brothers and sisters are my brother and sister only have one sister <laughs> making sure they, they have everything they need making sure they're comfortable in life making sure that I can as an as a elder sibling making sure I, I'm doing everything in my power to make their lives as easy as possible so that's in terms of family and then lastly in terms of myself I just want to continue to develop I want to continue to grow I want to continue to learn things because like once you once you think that you've like th that you've completed education then that's that's when you die bro like you got to keep learning especially with medicine you don't stop. Education doesn't stop. Like I've I've seen consultants in their sixties go online and search things up because it just doesn't stop. Education doesn't stop. So I think appreciating that you can never know enough is is something that I hope to continue to have or or continue to have the same excitement for education, mm. or excitement to, to to learn new things. That's something I hope I continue to have in the future. Yeah. But yeah, excitement for education. I like that man. I like that a lot.